0: Welcome to the Dementia Researcher podcast, brought to you by DementiaResearcher.nihr.ac.uk, a network for early career researchers.
1: Time for Dementia is an exciting, innovative and award-winning educational programme designed to create a new generation of healthcare professionals who are more aware and understanding of dementia. Time for Dementia was funded by Health Education, Kent, Surrey and Sussex, and provides undergraduate healthcare professionals with ongoing, regular contact with a person with dementia and their carer. Due to the success of the program, Time for Dementia has been embedded as a mandatory part of the curriculum for first-year nursing and paramedic students at the University of Surrey, and second-year medical students at Brighton and Sussex Medical School. My name is Lakshani Mendes and I'm a research assistant at the National Institute of Health Research. And I'm delighted to welcome our three guests today to discuss the programme and its successes. So we have Dr. Stephanie Daly, hi there, a clinical research fellow at the Centre for Dementia Studies at Brighton and Sussex Medical School. Stephanie, who has a background in OT, works as the programme and evaluation lead for the Time for Dementia program. Uh, Next, we have Gina Sherlock. Hello. A research assistant in the Time for Dementia program, also at the Center for Dementia Studies. And finally, we have Ellen Jones. Hello. A carer for her mother, Jane, who was diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease and vascular dementia 10 years ago. Ellen and Jane were amongst the first cohort of families to be involved in the Time for Dementia program. So welcome, everybody. Um, First of all, I'd like to ask Gina if she can share a little bit more about the program and how it came about.
0: So work on time for dementia started in 2014, um, and it's funded by the Health Education England, Kent, Surrey and Sussex as part of its skills development strategy in dementia, which was set up to prioritise action on dementia and educate and train all levels of the workforce to improve dementia diagnosis rates, treatment and care. Um, so, sort of looking at more traditional models of healthcare, um, healthcare education has been delivered through a series of time limited clinical placements, which provide students with a snapshot of different illnesses with an emphasis on the acute phase of illness. And um, so, Time for Dementia, in contrast to this, uses what's called a longitudinal clerkship model of education, which emphasises continuity of learning experience and enables ongoing patient. Contact. Um, so, providing undergraduate healthcare professionals with ongoing regular contact with a person with dementia and their carer. Um, Time for Dementia aims to provide students with a unique opportunity to understand what it's like to live with dementia and from this to develop a more positive attitude towards the illness as well as in depth knowledge about the condition. Um, and in addition, it aims to enhance and develop skills which can be applied to practice upon qualification. Um, So students are paired with a family um, and the family consists of a person with dementia and their carer and the students visit the family about three to four times a year for up to two hours at a time um, over the duration of two years. And it's hoped that this contact um, over time um, improves student attitudes and empathy towards dementia as well as improving their knowledge of the condition. Great, sounds
1: like a great programme want to learn more. Um, so the program's been running since 2014. Stephanie, since you're the program and evaluation lead for Time for Dementia, can you share with us um, you know, how you measure student satisfaction with the program and any feedback that you've had from
2: them? Yeah. yeah. So, so the um, evaluation of Time for Dementia is a mixed methods evaluation. So in terms of student outcomes, we are looking quantitatively at what changes in student knowledge, attitude and empathy um, right. over time. So we're looking at baseline 12 months and 24 months for students doing the programme as well as comparison groups of students who are not doing the programme. So we can look at look at differences and what we've begun to see in our data is that we are seeing sig- statistically significant change for the students doing the programme, but we're also interested to understand the experience for for students. So we have also, um, for all of the students taking part, we've been looking at satisfaction surveys, but also undertaking focus groups and qualitative interviews and for the for the students what they've talked about is is uh, just having a much more in-depth understanding of the perspective of the person with dementia but also understanding more about the concerns for carers and what what the impact on carers and and broadly in in deepening their psychosocial understanding of dementia so going beyond signs and symptoms to to just understanding the more global impact of living with the condition
1: Perfect. Sounds like a great program. It's already achieving what it's set out to. Um, and what about
2: the family perspective? Um, do you evaluate sort of? Yep, we uh, do. We are so we're looking at changes, uh, quantitative changes uh, in the family for the for the person with dementia and the carer, and looking at how that changes over time. And again, we've looked at family satisfaction. So looking at that both from the perspective, um, so using a survey both with the person with dementia. And their carer, and we've also been doing some qualitative interviews. And I know Ellen's going to talk more um, today about about her experiences. But in in general, what we're seeing from the families is that there's value from feeling that they're contributing, so they're making a difference for the workforce of the future Um, certainly for the person with dementia there seems to be a benefit of it being both enjoyable and and the experience of having somebody who's interested and wants to learn from them and for the carer often the experience is is beneficial in terms of sharing how life is for them and being able to express some of their concerns so those are again some of the things that are coming up but we are um we are continue, you know, the, the evaluation of the program is iterative and it's continuing into the um, foreseeable future.
1: Great. Um, so, as I mentioned, um, Ellen and her mother Jane um, have been sort of among the first families that were involved in the program back in twenty fourteen. Um, so, Ellen, what, why did you decide to get involved
3: with this program? Well, you. Um, well, I was part of a, a research network. Uh, already. And when I heard about Time for Dementia, I I was really interested in it. Um, My mother had been a deputy headmistress and um, been a teacher and involved in education all her life. And she was a really community, she is a really uh, community-minded person. So this idea of of her with me being able to contribute to the education of medical professionals just seemed really, really to to fit well. Uh, And I think also we had had some mixed experiences of... Uh, our our contact uh, with health professionals um, during during uh, the time that my mother had had dementia Mm -hmm. so from really good experiences to really not very good experiences so I think for me that idea that 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 my mum and I could contribute and actually make a difference to healthcare professionals' attitudes and empathy um, and the experience of people with dementia in the future just seemed really a great idea.
1: That sounds great. Um, And so you were chatting to me um, about your mum and how she's progressed, um, obviously, in dementia a little bit more. Um, so she's now in a care home, is that
3: right? She, she is, and, and actually she's been in a care home um, ever since we started our involvement right. with the programme. So her dementia is now, now, she's in quite late stage dementia, okay. and... We weren't sure how how it would work, yeah. but actually it's been a really fantastic and enriching experience for for all of us. so for my mom, she's very frail, she's bedridden, and she so enjoys the contact with the students, uh, these wonderful young people who come and spend time with her, who really interested in her uh, and you know, I can see their confidence in communicating with her really increase over, over the life of the programme. Perfect, yeah. um, and they also, the students um, also see really great practice in the, in the care home and have an opportunity to talk to care home staff. So, so, so it's almost this other
1: dimension it's worked, that exactly, into it
3: Exactly. That's worked as well. really, really yeah. well. Yes. So okay. it's been good.
2: And I wonder, really, building on what Ellen's saying, one of the things that we have always hoped to do with Time for Dementia is it, although it's about dementia, It is it provides other opportunities. So often the people living with dementia that the students visit, there'll be other things going on with their physical health. Or in the example of Ellen's mum, it's about understanding that care home setting um, mm-hmm. in a way that the students wouldn't get ordinarily from their placement so it gives a much broader understanding of um of those sorts of things of navigating health and social care factors that again the students don't get in the classroom and don't typically get on ordinary clinical placement
3: yeah i think it's a really rich experience and um um, just really wide learning for the students. And also because it's over time, the students really develop a relationship. So as well both do, as my yeah. mum and with me.
1: Yeah. And so obviously then um, the regularity of that contact and the, you know, ongoing contact as well. So you mentioned um, it's about three to four visits a year over a two-year period. Yeah. Um, Gina, maybe you could tell us a little bit more about how, you know, obviously that takes some organising and so how do you kind of manage um, the contact between the students
0: and these families? Okay, so um, at each university um, there is a time for dementia administrator which helps um, organise the student visits um, so students are divided into pairs and each pair of students is assigned a family who've signed up to take part in the programme um, and the family then receive a letter um, from the university administrator um, which just details um, who their students are so they know who to expect um, and then students are asked to Um, call the family themselves to arrange the visits Um, and the students attend a prep prep session um, before their visits um, so they're aware of how many visits they're expected to make um, and how to contact their family but the time for dementia administrator is always there um, to help with organising the visits um, and they're there for the students but also for the families as well. Um, so as you said, um, the regularity of contact is really important. Um, as we found from initial qualitative analysis of student feedback, that the relationship that builds up with the family over time is a really important factor in student learning. Um, so students have reported um, that they feel um, that the developing relationship um, means that they're able to tackle deeper questions with the families, um, and that they feel that the family's become more comfortable disclosing personal information and feelings and worries and that's what really makes up the rich um, learning that the students get from the program. And
1: and Ellen do you find that um, your mum you know as the visits have kind of continued what she's sharing with the students do you get a different perspective of sort of her journey through dementia as well Um, Um, or is
3: that? I think so. Yes. I mean, uh, but I think the other thing is, is just watching the students um, get that perspective. Um, And we've had some some really great things. So my mother has always loved literature and poetry. And um, she loves being read to and her her language is quite limited now but she she gets enormous pleasure from 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 poetry and so it's been great to see the students um you know engage with that and and read poems to her and one of the students said to me she said oh I haven't done this since I was twelve yeah. but she really got into it and and my mother was smiling she was she was just really really enjoying that contact so it's it's about you learn about each individual and what works for them and about their history and their life so again it's it's really holistic I think and and as Gina says it's it's very very much about that, building that ongoing relationship and and the confidence and skills about how to communicate and engage with somebody with dementia, and, and, and maybe somebody. Yeah, exactly, more, yeah. exactly.
2: Um, and, and I think maybe Ellen, to really, if you think about your mum, where her dementia is more advanced, I guess what, one of the things that the program does is challenge those assumptions that if somebody isn't able to communicate uh, verbally, then um it, it sort of doesn't matter what you might say or you don't need to engage them and it's i think particularly it's, it 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 opens up there the need for that for the students but also as future professionals to, the the emphasis on is on them to find a different way to communicate and that there is a lot you can do Still, and I think that's Absolutely. really that comes from that experience doesn 't it, and not again, not what we can teach in the yes. classroom
3: yeah i th- I course. think there's lots of you know a lot of the things you hear about dementia are very negative, and obviously the students are part of part of our community um, there 's a lot of of kind of myths and stigma in our culture around dementia. And I I think the Time for Dementia project really, really changes the understanding and perception of students about dementia. And they see the person with dementia as a human being, with, with all the qualities and... They also see that the key thing is is our emotions and our feelings. And my mum, you know, even though she might not be able to express things verbally, it's absolutely clear. You know, the, her feelings are there and the way she responds emotionally to, to the visits and, and to, to what the students are, are doing and saying. And that is the most important learning of all, that it's about relationship, it's about love, it's about family bonds, um, and the students feel that. They're, they're part of that, that is their real experience and that is what is so fantastic about Time for Dementia.
1: Yeah, it sounds like a great program Um, just giving you, you know it's amazing to be able to sort of share that um, I guess, yeah broader in depth kind of perspective and just, you know, an all round experience and view of what dementia is I think it is really easy to get caught up in the numbers or you know especially as a healthcare professional but um know what you're doing with this program is amazing and I think you're achieving everything you've set out to fully which is great um and so you've also there's a film out there um for those of you who'd like to know more about this wonderful program um so in the film um, medical student Wan talks about her time um during a uh, why she took part in the Time for Dementia program. Uh, and it's only a short film, but it captures the sort of student and family experience of, um, you know, that visit. And um, you and Jane were part of that, Ellen, is that right?
3: We were. Right? Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, J-1 was, was, um, was one of the first students my mom and I had. Uh, there were two students and, and J-1 was one of them. So it was a real pleasure and privilege to 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 be part of the film. Um, and uh, and what was so lovely was that when we were making the film J1 had finished her contact with my mum and there'd been quite a gap, it was a year, 18 months even and when J1 came back and and visited my mum in the care home, there was just this really lovely moment, my mum was so pleased to see her, there was a real kind of recognition and and a really kind of warm response Um, so yeah, it was it was it was a lovely thing to be part of
1: that's great and um, and is that something you see Gina um, do you know the students who are part of this program um, will they
0: maintain that contact or do they go back And so we work in partnership with the Alzheimer's Society who find the families and take part in the programme. But as well as finding the families uh, for us, they're also there as um, sort of um, a support. So families can always get in touch with the Alzheimer's Society um, with regards to the programme. um, And um, the Alzheimer's Society call the families um, after the visits uh, to find out how they were um, were there any sort of issues that arose but most of the time our families just like to report that they really enjoyed the student experience.
1: Perfect that sounds really great so um, it seems like the Time for Dementia program is on the up and up and um, Stephanie do you have any plans to sort of extend it either to um, other sort of areas or different um, you know professional kind of development courses
2: or yes we do so as you've as you've said it's been a really positive program and in this academic year that we're in so we're on our fifth cohort of students for nursing paramedic and medical students so we're also in the process of rolling out the program across our local region which is kent surrey and sussex So we're taking the programme to three new universities, so the University of Greenwich, University of Brighton and Canterbury Christchurch, and we're expanding the number of different professional groups doing the programme. So as well as nursing, we're also delivering the programme to physiotherapy students, occupational therapy students, Speech and language therapy students and radiography students. So, over the next couple of years, we'll be delivering the program to a further 1,500 students. Um, In addition to that, we hope to roll out the programme to the south of the country. And also we're in the process of really testing out this model that we've developed. So the time for model. And we're in the process at Brighton and Sussex Medical School of setting up a programme, a similar programme for autism. So for children with autism, so time for autism. And we're planning for that to start next academic year. So September 2019.
1: That sounds great. We're definitely going to be uh, looking forward to that, keeping an eye um, closely on uh, the Time for Dementia program and then the Time for Autism program as well as it rolls out. Um, Listeners, if you want to find out more about this wonderful program, we're going to be posting a link to the film we mentioned uh, on our Dementia Researcher website. We'll also be posting um, contact details for the program, um, so make sure you visit our website um, and check out the profiles of all our panellists today. Um, unfortunately, we're running out of time, so uh, I think I'd just like to finish off by thanking our panellists, Stephanie, Gina and Ellen, for being here with us today. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. And, if you have any um, questions for us, you can post it on our comments section. Um, and if you have anything to add on this topic, um, you can join our forum or drop us a line on Twitter using the hashtag ECRDementia. We also suggest that you take a look at the essential tools that are part of our Dementia Researcher website, where we have a section on ethics. Finally, please remember to subscribe to this podcast through SoundCloud and iTunes. Tell all your friends and colleagues about us. Thanks all.
0: This was a podcast brought to you by Dementia Researcher. Everything you need in one place. Register today at dementiaresearcher.nihr.ac.uk.